Tech Talk Travel and the Expedia Group are coming together to create highly curated content consisting of articles, videos, infographics and podcasts that are designed for and in support of overall revenue performance for independent hotels. We hope you find this conversation informative, so let's get into it. everybody and welcome to the third and final episode of our revenue principles uh, project that we've been doing together with the Expedia group and today's discussion is covering benchmarking and ways that hotels can measure their efficiency and maintain successful revenue optimization through uh, benchmarking and applying benchmarking principles. Maintaining successful revenue optimization strategies involves keeping aware of the ever-changing market conditions. For many small and independent hotels, the costs of subscribing to benchmarking and market trend reports presents a challenge. Therefore, smaller and independent properties tend to first focus on the internal data points when trying to measure their success and revenue strategies. So before layering in their market demand data, which is also available from cost-free sources to, to validate. So we've got some really interesting topics to cover in this conversation, and I'm really looking forward to the discussion. And of course, joining us again, we're very fortunate to have Monica Zereb, who is the Chief Revenue Officer at Lowe's Hotels, joining us again. Monica, great to have you here. Thanks for joining. Thank you. Glad to and- be here. Thank you. And then we also have Vikram Singh, who is a, a revenue optimization specialist and a very well-known uh, person representing revenue management around consulting and helping hotels better understand how they can manage their revenue. So Vikram, it's wonderful to have you joining us. Thank you for being here. Thanks, Andre. It's our third and final installment. It is indeed. And uh, also, if you're listening, don't forget to check out Vikram's article. He wrote uh, the article as well for for this release. And uh, it's a great piece. So it's going to be available. Uh, Make sure you check that out. And last but not least, we have Mr. Chris Benevitz. Uh, Chris is the Senior Manager for Revenue Management Solutions at the Expedia Group. Chris, uh, here we are, third and final round. Great to have you here again. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Andre. Yeah, great to be here again. It's uh, It's been a, a fun process so far and excited for this conversation as well. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. All right. So I'd like to perhaps, you know, let's get this conversation started by maybe identifying the role that historical data that hotels may have, how that plays into their benchmarking approach and the way they want to move forward with that. And I think the best person to maybe start the, the, or direct the question to might even be Monica, given obviously Monica's uh, in the in the weeds, as we say, uh, in real time operationally. So Monica, could you perhaps give us, uh, from your perspective, the role that uh, historical data plays when it comes to, to benchmarking? Sure, Andre. So um, historical data allows you to see trends and changes which you may be able to use to take action in your hotel strategies. And it also allows you to see how successful, hopefully, um, you have been in your past strategies or any changes that you've made. Vikram, I know you covered this in your article as well, but would you like to to add anything to, to what Monica's just mentioned? Sure. So 
from a lot of uh, independent properties and smaller properties um, that have seen uh, the big change uh, with the pandemic, with uh, all the changes that have happened. So I, I think historical data is very important, but there's always something new out there that history might not be able to answer for us. So, you know, with, the, with historical data, it's definitely a time to have a different perspective or at least start looking at it as, you know, this is historical data, but you might be thrown a whole new set of circumstances that has never happened before. So I think the the pandemic really uh, changed that for a lot of hotels where, you know, it was unprecedented, but now moving forward, of course, they can look back and see what happens when there's a global shutdown, something that never happened before. So uh, it definitely is very important, but if you're just starting out with benchmarking, the history starts the first day you start taking notes, right? So uh, never a bad time to start and and not worry too much about historical data also. Uh, Chris, would you like to add anything to that? I think it was really well said. Um, when I think of historical data in, in benchmarking, um, it's it's been a, a, a critical component of, of revenue management over the years. And, um, you know, it's, it's oftentimes the the best way for any property to to really get started um to look back uh assuming they're tracking like vikram mentioned there um and that part is is crucial of course um to really understand what's happened in the past and you know um what signals and and learnings can you take from that that, that can help you moving forward mm. it seems I mean, just from from the previous conversations we've had from the other releases as well historical data has been in many ways linked to to every component that we've kind of covered in these in this project would you would you agree chris i mean the historical data in many ways plays an important role across all aspects of revenue management doesn't it i really think so yeah and and there's there's been challenges especially the last two and a half three years um that have really challenged i think revenue managers in uh, looking at the amount of historical data that might be used in a decision and starting to bring in more of the current on the books data, the, the future looking data as well. So I think historically, historical data, if I were to use them both in the same sentence like that, mm -hmm. uh, it's it's always been really important. Now there's a bit more of a balance, I think, in 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 many cases, but historical data still remains um, you know, uh, a crucial component. Another area that we've touched on is um, KPIs. So I'd like to maybe dive in a little bit to performance KPIs regarding this and what, and perhaps we can, again, start with you, Chris, what would you say are the important KPIs that smaller hotels especially should really be focusing on? I think just to get started, it's it's the the basics that you always hear with revenue management, right? Occupancy, your ADR, your average daily rate, and and your rev par, your revenue per available room. Um, I think those are are great ones. Um, as long as you're tracking those, of course, um, those are historical look back pieces of data that you can always, um, you know, um, you know, track moving forward, right? Whether you're tracking it weekly or monthly or annually. Um, so I think those, uh, without getting more complicated. Um, are are really the uh, the best place to start. Mm -hmm. Monica, there are a couple of others though, aren't there? Would you like to touch on what they might be? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, uh, you know, most hotels, um, likely not all, but also have some kind of food and beverage amenities or something else that they do sell um, to guests. And I think this is also another source of revenue that can easily be tracked kind of historically from the profit and loss statement that I believe most hotels um, have to do, um, as this can also give you some indication of some trends that you may want to start watching. Um, and, you know, we've talked a lot about historical data, but it's also important to track future looking data. So on the books data, probably um, the same things that um, that Chris mentioned, you know, occupancy, occupied rooms, average rate um, to also see how those things are changing um, in the future, which are going to give you an indication of what's actually going to happen. Vikram, would you like to add anything to that? Um, no, I, I think this is pretty big list for a small hotel to start with. <laughs> and, you know, if they really get into it, they could add on the the, the best. The, the other thing I can think of uh, would be the just start measuring the cost and mm -hmm. see what the cost per occupied room is. You know, that's something once they get the basics done, they can start looking at costs, uh, start looking at length of stay. Um, so, I think that's a lot of things to track. So that's the most that a small hotel should be looking at. Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Then <clears throat> Vikram, I'd like to uh, ask you, start with you on the next one as well. And when it comes to measuring the effectiveness of a hotel's revenue strategy, uh, why is this important for hotels? Um, and that's going to lead into another question around revenue management strategy, but I'd like to just perhaps get an explanation on why, I mean, it's all part of benchmarking. So why is measuring the effectiveness of their revenue strategy important? I think it's it's really good to see the, the, the outcome of your effort. So if you are getting into benchmarking, you start tracking all this data, all of these things take time. So you know, as a smaller property, if you're going to take time from operations and other departments that you're likely running or heading up yourself, uh, you do want to make sure that the effort that's been put in is actually working. And it's really difficult to just constantly look inwards for answers. So once you start looking out and starting to start the process of uh, looking at competitors, that really opens up uh, the, 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 your, your mind because you're not just looking at your internal data, your over your data and giving yourself a high five, right? So mm -hmm. once you start expanding uh, your your outreach and you're looking at other people around you. I think that uh, validates, first of all, any opportunities that you were right on and also highlights places where you left revenue at the table. So I think that really helps you learn very fast and uh, uh, comparing with others is one of the ways to do that. The the phrase that that I always use is, is you need to know what, what good looks like. Um, and if, if, if you're not benchmarking, whether that's, um, you know, against your own performance or against the competition or against the market, um, it's really hard to know what good looks like, um, especially if you're a new property, right? You're opening up, you know, what is good occupancy? What is good rate? What is good rev par? Um, there's some things you can look at um, that can give you some signals there, but really until you get started, um, you, you know, you don't know what the the ceiling is, right? That the that you can reach um, for your business. So I think 
benchmarking really helps to know what good looks like. Uh, it helps you know when you need to adjust your approach, right? It, it gives you some signals that tell you um, maybe this isn't working. Um, it's time to try something new or maybe this is working really well. Let's lean into it. Um, so I think from 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 all those angles, it's uh, it's it's so, so important. Mm -hmm. And Monica, from your perspective, how from an oper operationally in real time, how do you guys manage the effectiveness of a revenue strategy? Yeah, absolutely. I think um... I think that uh, you know measuring uh, your revenue strategy is so important because if it's not effective, you need to know that and you need to make changes for the next time that you come across the same situation. Um, you know, you wouldn't really know uh, unless you measured it, whether that's against your own expectation, your budget, or your performance um, against the comp set. You really wouldn't know that unless you're you're measuring, um, you know, what the outcome was of your strategy. Um, did you just get lucky, or did you actually do something, take an action that and made a change that resulted in a different outcome? There are various hints and strategies and tips that hotels can use. So. From your perspective, what are some of the key tips that hotels could include when it comes to benchmarking into their revenue strategy or into their revenue management strategy? Well, we've already talked about um, how important it is to at least be looking at some data, not necessarily daily, but maybe weekly or monthly. And I would say the the one thing that we um, we encourage and is highly ingrained in our um, revenue strategy meetings is that the data and the trends are reviewed with the rest of your hotel teams. And this is important because it's not just maybe you're looking at it from the revenue manager's um, perspective, but other members of your hotel leadership team might have a different insight um, into the data. So um, presenting the data in, in a very kind of clean, logical, easy way to understand for people who are not revenue managers and really having a discussion about it. And then the last thing I would say is obviously take some action, right? Don't just review the data and you know move on. Try something different and keep track of the results. Like we said, it's you know not always going to be 100% successful, but you're gonna learn a lot either way, whether it was successful or whether it was not successful. So those would really be the key things and uh, things that have worked really well uh, for us in our strategy meetings. Benchmarking requires reviewing what your competitors, your competitors are doing within your market, but, um... That might also sound easier said than done. So, Chris, perhaps let's start with you. How would you advise hotels uh, to best select the right competitors, especially for independent hotels, that they're selecting the right competitors to actually measure themselves against and to compare themselves against? And what, what are the areas that they should be looking at? Yeah, this is a great one. Um, I think establishing what i would say a relevant competitive set is 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 you know a, an often overlooked i think um step when it comes to you know um measuring yourself to the competition and i really think that it's it's important to you know make sure the competitive set is relevant uh and then take the time as well 
uh, periodically to reevaluate the competitive set because things are going to change, right? Market conditions change, new hotels open up. Um, there's, there's a lot of things that can change over time. Uh, but I think really when it comes to, you know, finding that relevant competitive set, um, it's all about looking at properties that share, you know, similar attributes um, to your property, right? So whether that's um, similar service that they offer, um, similar quality, you can look at guest review scores um, to understand how travelers are um, experiencing the, the property uh, location, right? Are they in the same part of uh, the city or the region to you? Um, what is the size of the property? Uh, what, what types of services do they offer? I think those types of things are really important um, to level set and understand um, each competitor and which ones are closest to you. Um, and then I think from there, you know, it, it really opens it up so that you can, you can take the different practices um, to, uh, to measure yourself against the competition. Okay, brilliant. Vikram, would you like to add anything to that? Yes. So, you know, in addition to getting, picking the right comp set, I think that uh, one thing to be aware of that over time, once you've selected somebody that shouldn't be forever, your competitor, you you should look around and uh, make make adjustments. And again, I, I think if you would keep it extremely simple because with smaller teams, they're very likely operations and revenue and food and beverage might be one department. So the the easier and the simpler you keep the process of gathering data, uh, the more likely you're actually doing it. So getting in the habit of recording everything because you know you don't have the option of delegating it to a team. So in that case, you want to make sure that you have a set time every week when you update all your sheets, all your uh, uh, data. So it's you know I I think as important as picking the right comp set. You also need to pick uh, consistency over anything else because if you skip a week or two weeks, it's really hard for one person to then keep track of everything. Mm -hmm. Would you, uh, Monica, for, for a question for yourself, when it comes mm -hmm. to this component, are there any particular sources that um, hotels should look to when it comes to choosing a competitive set? Besides the internet, I guess, um, unless you, you know, decide to go to a benchmarking company like Smith Travel Research, um, I think the internet's going to give you pretty much everything you need to know, which, you know, Chris especially talked about, right? Um, the size, the location, if you know anything about their kind of segment mix, who are their customers, um, what amenities they offer. Um, we, we always just think of it this way um, in the most simple way is that if your hotel was sold out, where would your regular guests go and stay, mm -hmm. right? Um, just very simply, you're not available. Where are they going to go? So your guests know your hotel, know your competitors um, very well. I'd also say one easy, you know, very simple way of keeping track of what's going on at your comp set is just sign up for their email um, list if they have one. Um, and you're going to get to know what offers they're putting out, what activities they have, um, and uh, and anything that's going on there. And that's a very easy way because it's just going to show up um, in your inbox. But I think, you know, just staying up to date 
uh, as Vikram said, on what's going on in the market. You know, most hoteliers are um, are friends, I would say, or colleagues with people in, in that work in the market. And I think uh, it's a very good way to um, keep up to date on what's changing in the comp set, whether they're adding amenities or they're, you know, doing something different. Vikram, for yourself, when it comes to the actual rate changes, you've, you've mentioned this in the article as well, as, you know, reviewing your competitors' rates and when they're changing the rates uh, based on their their uh, market analysis and based on their uh, programs or their strategies. What would you say are some of the best ways that hotels can best anticipate rate strategies of their competitors? I think the the easiest way for you to keep track of that would be uh, having a simple input sheet that that I mentioned in in, in the article as well, where you are tracking uh, out into the future, uh, not a whole year, but at least looking at the next two quarters, making sure you're seeing market rates and right away by doing that, you will see certain dates where uh, some of your competitors are either below or ahead of you. So you need to start then go on the internet, uh, like Monica said, get on the internet, see what's happening during that period. Um, is this uh, uh, something that it's going on at your competitor's property or specifically, or is it something that's happening in your location, in your city? So getting more aware of what everyone else is doing kind of gives you a, a little bit of a cheat sheet here to look into the future and then highlight periods where you see something's not in line with you. So that that should uh, usually should trigger some sort of a rate update from your side. However, as soon as you make, make that update and you're getting close to the booking window, and if you're not seeing any activity, uh, you un, you probably overshot and time for a correction again. Or if you see just demand pouring in, then just basic dynamic pricing should drive you to pull up the rates because you know you made an adjustment. Now, all of a sudden, you're, you're a great deal in town. So you do need the checks and balances kind of happen for you. Uh, but again, the focus should not be to get it right every single time, but rather make the changes and not just sit there, not just look at the data and say nothing to see here. You need to pull in insights and actually go in, make the adjustments, which sometimes you'll get right and sometimes you won't get right, but at least you learn uh, when and how to do those changes in the future. Chris, I'd like to also perhaps move to you now when it comes to the booking window itself. How does this typically uh, influence uh, price for competitors as well as for, for hotels themselves? What influence does that have? Yeah, I think when you get in the habit of tracking your competitors' rates and as Vikram was just talking about um, how their rates are trending, one of the other things that you'll start to notice as you consistently look at your your prices and compare them to the competition um, is just as you said. Um, how are they reacting? Uh, what decisions are they making based on the booking window? Um, so just to give some basic examples of that, right? You might see that you have a couple competitors that uh, a couple days before arrival, consistently lower their prices. Um, and that could be because of a number of reasons. Um, but by by knowing that there's a likelihood that that could happen, 
um, you'll be more prepared for it. You'll be able to anticipate that happening. Uh, perhaps you'll see some some of the rate trends uh, for those properties starting to decline heading into it. Um, so it gives you a bit of a heads up. Um, you'll also start to understand uh, which of your competitors might price higher or lower further out um, in advance of the arrival date. And I think really just knowing these things, it helps you understand, um, you know, of course, what your competitors are doing, uh, but also where are the gaps there? Um, what are the opportunities that that can create for your property? Um, it also tells you uh, which of your competitors are rate leaders and, and which ones might be followers, right? Um, you might have a competitor that's, that's always uh, offering the premium price amongst your competitive set. Um, you might have competitors that every time you change your rate, you see that they change theirs. Um, and really the, the impact of that um, is that it can make it harder for you to stand out. So I think knowing all these things, it really helps you anticipate, um, helps you spot what's happening, identify those gaps and, and gets you in a good position to, uh, to take the actions that you need to. Monica, when it comes to uh, adjusting and adapting, uh, obviously a hotel's budget is kind of their, their keystone, but, and they might be meeting their budget. It might be something that they're, they're actually achieving, but are there times when the budget might not actually be reflecting what the market is doing? And if that's the case, how, how would you advise hotels to adjust and adapt to those conditions? Yeah, this is kind of a, a conundrum, right? Because, um, you know, you may have um, budgeted a certain way and especially what we've all kind of talked about with the last couple of years being so disruptive that, um, you know, your budget may be very easily reached. So you may think, oh, I'm doing a really great job um, because I've made the budget. But if you see that your, you know, competitors are um, are doing better, they're charging higher prices, they're, they have less availability when you check their availability online, I think that's something you really need to look at because um, that is really the whole point of benchmarking. It's not just internal, but also, um, also external as well. I think... One of the things too that you have to remember is, is this kind of a one-off, right? Um, did you maybe not meet your expectation because something happened, um, again, internal or, or external? Um, or is this is this kind of a concerning trend, right? Are you have you maybe not met your expectations for two or three months in a row? So you kind of need to really step back and and uh, try to really um, determine, you know, where the data is pointing to opportunities for you to make changes. Um, and again, that's what benchmarking is all about, right? The, the change you make actually results uh, in, in the outcome you were looking for. And I would say one last thing um, that we certainly look at, regardless of the budget, is um, are you progressively getting better over time? So, or are you inconsistent? One month you kind of blow through the numbers and then the next month you, you miss it. Um, and again, all of these um, you know, data collecting, data analyzing actions that you're taking will help you to answer all of those questions. So um, 
you know, it's, it's an ongoing kind of never ending process. Vikram, Monica has obviously mentioned the importance of data and gaining the insights from data. And it's, again, it's something that we've touched on throughout. It's a theme that we've covered throughout the, th throughout the, the series of, uh, of content, but I'd like to perhaps ask you now is once the hotels have actually recorded their data and, how, and they've actually got it, how, how can they best convert it then into actually useful insights and something that they can work with? Well, I, I think the, the, the part of data collection and then using it are very closely linked because first things, first things first, they have to get in the habit of recording all this data and then uh, the best way to get, you know, instead of just digging for, uh, just looking through a spreadsheet, looking for insights, uh, one of the one of the key things you can do with the information you have, and one of the tools that very quickly will answer a lot of questions for you would be then to start changing your pricing and see what impact that has on. Uh, just your general position in the market, what happens when you go above or below uh, your competitors. And I think using it, uh, and again, not getting it right, the the, the biggest uh, setback that you can have is, you know, you try it one time, you try some, some manipulation in the market and it doesn't work out. So that does not mean you get discouraged and then just follow the status quo. So you have to try and be somebody who's constantly experimenting, trying out, and then sometimes getting it wrong. So the 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 main goal for a smaller hotel person should be that you know they have, in addition to revenue, they have all these other things to do. So when they are looking at data, and you know instead of going cross-eyed, just trying to pick out insights, if there's only one thing they can do is start making pricing calls, and then with the booking window. Every day, every single week, you will get answers and results from your actions, right? And then you note and and just teach yourself uh, what happens when I go ahead, when what happens when I don't get aggressive enough, and then add that to your, not a diary, not an extra diary in addition to a spreadsheet, but definitely learn from that. And uh, uh, the goal should be to do something with it rather than just stare at numbers. Chris, moving on to the next element, is there a risk uh, that hotels could be led to making uh, inaccurate decisions if there is a, an excess of information and they're perhaps uh, not utilizing the available tools or there may be a lack of available tools? Um, is there a chance that hotels could actually be then uh, making some poor decisions around this? I certainly think that uh, it's always been the case for revenue management that there there's the risk of overload of data. Um, but I really think that, that that's more of um, it makes it harder to understand what decision to take uh, rather than uh, taking, a, you know, an inaccurate decision. So I think the way that I, I try to look at it is um, there's there's tons of data out there that can help you make more informed decisions. Uh, you need to uh, build up how you use your data, right? So that it is not overwhelming, so you're not overloaded with it. You need to make sure that you're looking at the right pieces of data, uh, the right insights. 
Um, as Vikram and Monica have mentioned, you know, taking decisions and, and really just learning from it that way. Um, so I think that there's there's a big opportunity to uh, to make more informed decisions. And that really just comes from figuring out um, uh, from tracking the right the right data, um, adding on to that when it makes sense um, and really learning, learning as you go. I think it's fair to say that there may there may be times when you know mistakes are made and to not beat yourself up about it just to to learn from them and uh, accept them and just move on. Monica, before we move on to the the next point, would you like to add anything to to what Chris and Vikram have just said there? No, I think um I think they they hit it right on the head. I think you, you know, you have to try and fail um and then you'll try and you'll succeed and it's just an ongoing process and yeah. kind of why we still continue to do this every day. So uh, we're coming towards the end, but I'd like to just wrap up by by basically saying, you know, in this series, we started by outlining revenue management basics that really any independent hotel can start implementing right away and hopefully raising awareness around revenue management principles and how these hotels can best start by applying some of the basic functions. And these, these are things like forecasting, understanding their market segmentation, pricing and distribution. Uh, now, that was what we covered in the first release. In the second, we followed that up with monitoring demand for effective forecasting and how hotels can learn to monitor the traveler demand for their hotel and their location, helping make the right forecast and pricing decisions, which obviously in turn helps boost their profits. And of course, we finished the series off with this benchmarking uh, piece and highlighting how hotels can use benchmarking to help them compare their revenue performance with the local market and specific competitors. So before we wrap this session up, I'd like to ask each of you to give us your final word on these topics and how important they are for hotels to apply in the best way they can for their business. And also to touch on what tools might be available that they can use, whether they be free or paid. Vikram, why don't we start with you? You know, the goal has been from the beginning with uh, with the article series is to lift some of the mystique behind revenue management and it's not exclusive to the the, the big brands or the larger properties with big teams and and everything else in place and again the the main focus has been just to really break down for a lot of properties you just track a few things uh you set up some goals for yourself and uh, once you do that, you're 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 in revenue management. So, I I think uh, simplifying it to the level where you don't feel it's a it's it's a chore, it's a task, and something that's taking away from your day to day running of your hotel. So that you know, for me, I think the biggest uh, uh, result here that that I want to see from this was simplify the whole process and give people a lot of options. There are many options. If you don't want to track 10 things, you can track just three things and get some insights from that. So with you know, with that being said, um, again, revenue management is equally effective on a 10-room property as it is on a 500-room property. It's just that the 10-room property would need to probably get and use some some of the free tools, some open market data, uh, a lot of stuff that's just available to you and start building something with that. And the, the main goal is to build something, to build um, uh, build the habit of doing it more than 
uh, more than anything else. So, you know, for me, that is the biggest, uh, uh, the, the the biggest outcome that I that I wanted to see from from the series is revenue management is for everybody. You just have to pick a few things you can do, and uh, sometimes you know a lot of those things are free. So you just need to start doing it. And Monica, final word from yourself. I would say um, it's never too late to start. Um, and um, as Vikram said, kind of go with the basics. There's no need to make things over complicated. Just make sure they're manageable so that you can be consistent um, with the effort. Uh, it's hard to kind of stop and start and go back because um, so much of our business uh, is, you know, cyclical and, and trending and there's um, kind of very, usually pretty consistent um, variations uh, in strategy. And then I would say take some calculated risks, right? If you're not going to make any changes, um, you're probably never going to see a different outcome. So take some you know, small but calculated risk, um, track the outcome of those risks and keep tweaking and changing um, until you get to where you want to be. And then more than likely, you're going to find even more opportunities um, to revenue manage your hotel. So, and enjoy it. It's fun. Chris, from, from your perspective, obviously we started this project, uh, together with the Expedia group so that we could create content for your partner hotels, uh, based on the series of content that we've done, what would be your final words on these topics and, and the importance of them for, for your partners? Yeah, I think really, you know, when I think about it and, you know, where we got started with this is, is that revenue management can often seem overwhelming. Um, and we see that in the the conversations that, that I have and my team has day in and day out with, with, with our hotel and other lodging partners. Um, and really, when you look at the industry, there's, there's still a, a whole lot of uh, lodging operators out there that aren't uh, doing revenue management today. Um I think that's because it's, you know, there's a lot of data involved. Uh, when you think about revenue management, there's uh, jargon and uh, maybe terms that you're not familiar with. And um, because of that, it can seem daunting. Um, but I think as as you've heard from everyone here today, um, it isn't. It doesn't have to be. Um, there's ways to make revenue management simple. Um, it can be approachable. It doesn't have to be intimidating. Um, and the way to do that is to to start small. Um, and then, you know, um, make those small steps over time, continue learning, um, continue growing, continue challenging yourself. Um, really just don't be afraid to get started. And then once you get started, keep with it. Um, that can be a challenge, but, you know, dedicate the time, whether it's uh, a few minutes a day or however much time you can take a week. Um, but dedicate that time there. The ROI is there. Um, you know, using data and insights, it helps you make more informed decisions. It's going to grow your business. Um, there's, there's really just so much that you can get out of it. And, you know, it, uh, it can be fun, like Monica just said. Um, and you know, it, it, it can be approachable, uh, for sure. And I think that's, that's my, my biggest takeaway. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I think, I think that's a, a great way to look at it, uh, have it, make sure it's approachable and fun. And it's something that you, uh, uh, enjoying and that you, you're getting something out of. 
Okay, well, I think from that perspective, everybody, we will leave it at that. Um, Monica, Vikram and Chris, thank you all so much for your contributions to this content and to obviously today's session as well. I personally have thoroughly enjoyed this. I think it's been really a great experience and uh, I hope you guys have too. And I hope the listener will benefit from this. So Vikram, thank you so much. I really do appreciate your time. Thank you. It's been uh, it's been great. And yes, I, I think this needs to be fun. It, it should not be a task. Indeed. Monica, thank you also uh, joining us as uh, the operations or real time operations representative. We, we can't say how much we appreciate that uh, enough. It's been uh, very much appreciated. So thank you again. Thank you, Andre. And it's been a pleasure. And Chris, of course, to you, without you, you being a part of this project, it wouldn't have happened either. And your contributions and working with you has been great. So <clears throat> I really appreciate your time and your effort and, and everything that we've done. So thank you also. Likewise. It's been a, it's been a great uh, experience. So thank you, Andre. And thank you to your whole team as well. And, and to you, Monica and, and Vikram. Um, been a lot of fun and, uh, and great chatting with all of you and, you know, and going through this together. All right, folks. So there you have it. Um, the final episode of our uh, revenue management or revenue principles series with the Expedia Group. If you haven't already, make sure you check out the previous releases. We've got a, a plethora of content there now for you from articles to podcasts to infographics and videos. So there's plenty to choose from based on the amount of time that you might have and uh, how much you want to dive into it. So I think on that note, uh, we'll say goodbye for now and uh, make sure that you check us out in next year. And until then, it's bye for now.